Hey, what's going on? How you doing? What's up, bro? Hey, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast. Uh, welcome. Uh, waiting on Eric to get off. Now, I sent him. I sent them the link on Messenger and on uh, to his phone. Let me so we only had one topic today because uh, he sent me one topic when I when he first uh, reached out to me. And it's uh, what is it? Uh, the importance uh, of Christian father. Yeah, importance of a father being presence in their children's lives, not phys- not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally. Mm. Okay. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. He's one of the uh, one of the FEC dudes in my in my unit out here. He said he's trying to load in. You said he's what? Trying to load in. Is he uh he having trouble getting on? No, I'm, I'm about to find out. In fact, I can call him real quick if you want me to. I'll just resend it. Uh... You're not recording yet, are you? Yeah. Yeah, we're recording right now. Oh man, hold on, wait, my bad, one second. I'm trying to load in. Give me a fuck. I'm gonna load. Yeah, yeah, cause uh, uh, he said he's loading in on his tablet. But yeah, man, what you been up to, G? Uh, man, just uh, just going with the flow. Uh, just staying out the way, really, with this uh, Corona stuff. I ain't want to start back. Uh, Doing my usual routines like that. I still been staying at home. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert anyway, so I don't even trip on this man. I, I mind my business. I do my job, come home, and that's it. Spend time with my kids, play my PlayStation, go about my business. Yeah, I was saying like the quarantine stuff, you know. Uh, I mean, it bothered me to a certain extent just because uh, I like going to certain restaurants by myself and just sitting at the bar. Yeah. But uh, besides stuff like that, I mean, going to the bars and stuff, like lounges, I like more lounges now versus clubs. But uh, that bothered me a little bit. But as far as going on a consistent basis, it didn't really bother me because I'm saving a lot of money. I know if everything was popping right now, I'd be going. Mm-hmm. I'm about to uh, <clears throat> start getting in, doing a little traveling myself once everything clear up, man. Yeah, I got to yeah, take me somewhere. I was talking to uh, my homeboy. He stay out in Tampa Bay. We're going to uh, go to the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Minnesota Vikings game in December. That's one thing I'm definitely about to get 
get prepared for, man. I'm out here working out. You know what I'm saying? Trying to slam down a little bit. Start hitting these bitch, these uh, beaches. About to get it popping. Yeah, he's saying he can't get on. I sent him two links. I don't know if he's trying to one on his messenger or the one on his phone. Let me call him, man. Let's do it. He should have just used this phone. Hey, are you trying with your uh, you said with your tablet? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's saying join the recording, but it's not letting you. Hmm. I didn't have that. You got well. You got to type your name in and then press join recording. Did you, uh, hmm. he said he just got an error on his tablet. He said, oh no. Did they give you the option of typing your name and stuff like that? Yep. Mm -hmm. Did he type it in? Yeah. He said it, uh, it just didn't work. He's trying again. Which one did he try to want from Facebook or the one from his text messages? Did you try to want from Facebook or your text messages? Yeah, that's that's what I do. I just type the whole thing in and it take me straight there. Hey, if worse come to worse, uh, Jones, can I put him on speakerphone? I don't know. I don't think the quality will sound that good. Yeah, true. Why you didn't uh why why you didn't use his phone? Did you try your phone? I mean, I mean. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Well, uh we could jump right into hey, what's it. What's going on, uh, guys? Hey, how you doing? What's up, bro? Yeah, we can jump right into it because uh, we already been on for six minutes. So, so I know you say you wanted to talk about the uh, kids not being uh, present in the, uh, I mean, not kids, our fathers not being present in the child's life in all aspects. So we get you to elaborate on that first and then Vaughn, uh, you can go after him. Okay. All right, that works for me. I mean, it's, it's just simple as this. Um, I, I mentioned to you already, I have this new blog I'm working. It's called Christian Fathers, and it's on christianfathers.blog. It's my website. But on there, it's a, it's a um, blog page about how to be present as a Christian father. And it doesn't just work just to be a Christian father, but it's, it's any and every father. Um, I gave in that blog some simple steps on different things to do, and we talked about one way that you can, and it's not an all-inclusive list, but it's a list just talking about just being able to pray with your children and playing with your children and then giving your children praise. And just to give like a little brief thing about all three, if you are 
praying with your children for me in my house, it allows me to know different things that's going on with them. Because one, it gives us the time to talk to each other before we start praying, before we do whatever we're going to do. And it allows me to set them up for success in my mind before they go out in the day, before they do anything. I know what's going on with them. So I'm, I'm being present. So what I, a lot of times what the problem is that we have is fathers are in the home. Fathers are there. But just because they're physically in the home doesn't mean that they're actually in the home. You guys know what I mean? I know exactly what yeah, you yeah, mean, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So that's, and that's why I, I wrote this particular thing was there's just a whole lot of different ways that we could go about being more active and more present in their lives because a lot of times as fathers, people look at it as, okay, I'm at home and I didn't leave their mom up and I take them somewhere, so I'm present. But that doesn't mean you're present just because you have that physical presence with them. Being present means that you're taking time to do things with them, that you know who their teachers are, that you know where they're going, who they're with. And it's not just being overbearing, but I talk to people that me and, and Vaughn work with on a regular basis, and some of them don't even know the names of their teachers, the kids' teachers, or even what school their, their kids go to. I mean, what school their kids go to. So they're physically there, and they're in their children's lives, but they're not present with them because they don't know what's going on in their regular lives. So, um, and I could talk I about got, this subject, y'all. Go ahead. So, I understand uh, what you're saying about that, but um, when you when you come across that from a person, what is some uh, some red flags that automatically pop out to you when when uh, when that comes across? You mean like oh, red flags and it, go ahead, far, uh, Eric. As far as like, you know, you said uh, just because a father don't know his teacher's name. Um, that's a reason why he's not physically present in his, uh, in his child's life. I'm just trying to like see like some more factors besides that one. Because I don't think, me personally, I don't okay. think, I don't so, think just because you don't know your your kid's teacher, you know what I'm saying, doesn't mean that you're not a good father. Right. And I'm not saying that's not, that they're a good father. What I'm saying is being present is not just physically living with your children. And I gave that example as just something that it, if you're present, it means that you're communicating with your children. It's you're doing things that allows them to know that you care about them. So like, for instance, where one of my tips was to praise your children more often, we could be there with them. But the thing is, if we're not giving our children praise, not just when they do something good, for, but just for being our children, then when something's actually going on with our children, 
and they need to talk to somebody, they will be more likely and more willing to talk to us as parents, as fathers. Yeah. A lot of times what happens is they're there, but the children don't want to talk to dad or they're struggling and going through things, but either they're more afraid of dad or dad just doesn't show on time. So they're at home and I've been guilty of it sometimes. Sometimes I want to just come home and I want to get on the PS4 and I don't even talk to the kids for the rest of the afternoon. But the kids notice that. So they'll come and sometimes they'll be like, dad, you ever talk to us all day? You haven't said anything all day to us. And to me, that's almost a hit because I understand that I need some time, but they don't always understand that. So because they don't understand that, sometimes it's just as simple as taking five minutes to pause the game and reading your little kids a a story or playing a game with them or doing something with them because you're physically there, but being physically there is not enough. Is being there when they need you the most, setting up memories with your kids so that when you're doing something, they can look back and be like, okay, I know my dad was there. I know that my dad was available to do things for me and with me. You get what um, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you said. So uh, as far as me, man, I know uh, – the way I look at it, I feel the same way uh, Eric Harris feels. You know, it, it's more than just, you know, being there. Like, I got two beautiful daughters, man. And um, I know, shit, they're going to get older. They're going to develop. There's going to be boys. So I talk to my kids about any and everything, man. Like, if my daughter gets a boyfriend, she'll, hey, daddy, uh, let, me, let me talk to you about this dude. And the first thing we start talking about is like, you know, I, I try to find like red flags in him. I said, I want her to find those red flags. And to me, that's me being there. And I'm saying like, when I talk to her about those things, I'm never dismissive. I'm never uh, like, you know, talking down on her or, or anything like that. Like I want to be there, you know, like, so I just feel like the more I talk to my kids, the more they'll talk to me. The more I know about my kids' friends, the more they'll see that I'm interested in the things that they're doing in life that's outside of this house. Um, there was a, a time, man, like, 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 and it comes with a disciplinary actions as well, man. My, my oldest daughter, man, her grades were sucking. So shit, me and mom went straight to, went straight to the school and we told her, we said, we will walk you to every fucking class that you have and think that we plan. That's how much we care about you. And showing up for about two, three days, me and mom was up there walking her ass to class. And when I say she was that's, embarrassed. That's that but, presence I'm talking about. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, she was embarrassed from it. But one, you know, one thing, her grades went up. And two, like, you know, she actually seen that we cared. And, and she talked to us about that. So. I see exactly what you mean, Harris. So uh, let me get y'all opinion on this. So I know both of you, both of you guys, well, I assume Eric too, um, y'all 
uh, have y'all kids under the same household as the mom, right? Uh, yes. Yes. yes I do. So, uh, speak on a position where a father can't be physically present how you want to, either because of what he do what he do for a living, or because of the mother won't let him be there how he want to be there because of some personal vendetta that she has against the father. I'll I'll be, I'll okay. be the first to tell you that I am I am blessed enough to have. Uh, a, a mother of my children that she's not like that. Like, you know, we're separated and everything, but even once she moves out, you know what I'm saying? We agree that I'm going to keep the kids because the kids are just used to this lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when I retire, we plan on staying in the same city because that way, if dad has to go out of town for work, mom's only 15 minutes away. And, and vice versa. So as as far as that, I can honestly tell you, I can't even speak on that, bro. Okay, I'll feel, I'll feel you on that. Well, what about you, Eric? Okay, so I, um, me and my wife, we are together and our kids live in the same house. However, like me and uh, Vaughn both, we travel a lot. We're going to be traveling, going some places in a couple of weeks. So what I say that is good is being able, when you have the time, to make that time count. Because they're going to remember those moments. Like if you have sons, dad playing catch in the backyard. And actually when you're playing catch, being there, not just being on your phone and telling them, hold on, but blocking out that time when you do have the time to be 100% present so that no matter what those memories that you make matter, even if you're that dad who you only have them for the weekend, taking them as girls to go get their nails done. And yes, it sucks for the dad if he don't like getting his nails done and stuff too. But I can tell you, because I live in a house full of girls, me just going to the salon with them and letting them give me a pedicure. And dad sitting in a chair beside him for an hour getting my feet done is like the highlight of my girl's life. They want to take pictures. They're like, my dad's out here doing this with me and that's things that they remember. So when we always don't live with them, if we take the time on that weekend that we do have them or that summer trip that they do get to take with us, be present, be around, have those conversations when you are there that they are able to remember and are able to know what's going on and that dad actually cares right. when they are around. Got to maximize your time with them. And it's like you right. said, man, like, like being present, like, man, like, like you said, man, like, like we're about to, we're about to bounce for a couple of weeks shit soon. And when I get back, man, I definitely need to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, once I'm with them, hey, man, I the phone got to be down. You know, the work, work got to stop. Doesn't matter. You know, spend that time with them. So what you think, Jones? I think um, I, agree with, I agree with a lot that y'all saying, but um, 
but I do also think, you know, um, in some cases, you know, uh, some fathers have ki- uh, have kids and they're truly not ready for kids. So when they do have kids, they don't know how to take on that role because either one, they, they didn't have a father in their life or two, they had a lot of a lot of um, unfortunate circumstances in their life as far as like, mm-hmm. you know, being out of, in and out of jail or they probably was in the streets, you know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, like everybody, you know, don't have the, uh, the traditional way of growing up or the traditional way of thinking how stuff's supposed to go. Cause I mean, I agree. That you know you're supposed to maximize that time and do what you can to make those memories with your kids. But you know a lot of people grow up in rough circumstances, so when they do have kids, it's kind of like you know they they give them tough love without really giving them tough love. If that makes sense. Okay, so I got an example for you because I was preparing for this. So yesterday, I went back and watched the movie Boys in the Hood. And in Boys in the Hood, we have the character that's played by Cuba Gooden Jr. He gets moved back to live with his dad. Prior to that, dad didn't have any kids at the house. They all lived in the hood, as we know. But dad went back and refocus what he was doing and stop going out and playing cards and stuff with the people around the neighborhood. Yes, we can grow up in bad circumstances, but in order for us to become good fathers, we can't make those excuses all the time. We have to grow up a little bit and be like, okay, I'm, I don't want to be the same dad that my dad was or the lack thereof. I want to be something better than him. So I can use myself as an example. When I got married at 20 years old, my wife was older than I am. And I went from having zero kids to having four kids overnight. Now, I knew this is what I was about to get into, but I didn't know how to be a father to, to four kids at 20 years old. However, because I made that adjustment and I made that sacrifice, 12 years later, I'm still married. 12 years later, the children that I took on then, the only dad they know is me. So I didn't know what to do per se then, but I made sure that as time went, I learned and I didn't use the excuses of, I'm only 20 years old, I can't do any better than what I'm doing. Each day we have to work on getting better and becoming better fathers every single day. Yes, sir. So what do you think about the, the dads that that want to be a good dad, but they have to overcome that hurdle with their baby mom, even if they don't went the legal route and got their custody and all that situated as far as like on paper, but the mom is still make it a a hard time on them. What I think is 
you know, I don't want to just say like, you know, the, the, the little army term, be resilient, but man, just stay as consistent as possible because eventually that child is going to grow up and that child is going to be able to think for themselves. So, you know, for, you know, between ages of, let's say, five and 13, you know, the mom's just being a real ass about everything. But guess what? You're consistent. You're there for that kid whenever you can be. And I guarantee you between like once that child hits 13 and they and they see like, you know, yeah, you know, mom's talking all this shit about dad. But damn, dad's always fucking here. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you, you just got to be present, be present at a moment's notice, man, especially for your child. You should be able to do that any damn way. So when it comes to that situation, be present, be present, be present. Eventually that child's going to be able to think for itself and everything that that mother is saying and doing will eventually backfire. I know because my children's mother went through the same shit with her mom and lo and behold, she got to thinking for herself. She's like, yo, my dad's really here, you know? And then like, you know, uh, she got old enough to where she was able to ask the courts, hey, can I stay with my dad? And the courts granted her father that uh, that privilege to, to, to have his daughter. So just got to just got to stay at it, man. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that when if y'all are in the same city, like Vaughn said earlier, y'all in the same city and they say, hey, I got a game coming up. Even if mom don't want you to be there. Show up to the game. Yep. Just stay away from mom, but make sure son or daughter sees dad is there. And be that most present father that you can be, even if so they know that you're there. Have a sign with their picture or something on it. Just so they're like, and they may feel like, oh, dad's being extra or whatever. But those moments, they're going to be able to look back on and be like, well, dang, my dad was there all the time. My right. dad was at all of those things, just like Vaughn said a minute ago. He was there. He, when I told him I had a football game, even if I didn't do well, dad was there. When I told him I was cheering, dad was there. Even if I didn't get in the game, dad was there. Yeah. My daughters don't even play sports right now. Like, you know, they're active, but like, for their school, they weren't playing any sports. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a basketball fan, man. So uh, I'm like, hey, you know, does your school have any games coming up? She says, yeah, let's go to this game. And showing up, man, I dropped what I was doing. Let's go to the game. You know, I got my son there. I got my youngest daughter there. My oldest daughter, you know, she 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 has friends there. So I'm like, hey, go play with your friends. But if you need me, me and your sister and brother will be right here. So, you know, it's just like little things like that, you know. She's not even playing sports, but. I'm there yeah. with her. Dad in that moment. Yep. Yeah, I just think uh, I think that's a well, this kind of stays on topic, but I just feel like, you know, with everything that's going on in the country now as far as the racism thing, I'll be glad to see a day that uh that the country look look at fathers as the same right as mothers. Yeah. You know, because right. it's a lot of Think, uh, hurdles that men have to overcome 
And you can do everything right and still get the short end of a stick, like a mom being able to just pick up and move your kid to another state and change phone numbers and everything, and you can't get in contact with them. And then, you know, when your kid grow up, then you got to deal with those hard questions like, oh, why were you there? But they don't know all the shiesty stuff their mom was doing because they've been lying to them the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, man. I can't speak on that. That's unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's true. It, it, I mean, it happens all the time. But, like, part of what Ron said earlier is just being persistent, being consistent, and knowing and understanding that even though that mom is not doing what she's supposed to be doing, know that when you have that chance to be there, you got to be there. And you can't do like what my dad used to do. He would call to say he's coming. We'd sit there and wait for him to show, and he would never show. Because all that does is prove whatever mom was saying. Even if it was an emergency and something happened, you got to find a way to show up. Because when you don't, all that negativity that mom is spitting, even if it's not true, to them, now it just became true. Now it just became a fact because you weren't there and you didn't come. So when they're saying dad is a dirt bag and he's not doing what he's supposed to do, it just became true. So so we don't talked about the problem because you know that's one of the biggest issues I think uh black black people more than any race has this problem as far as uh dad being absent out of the home. So what do you think is the solution so we can prevent this? Uh, I mean, it's people, it's going to happen. We can't get it down to 0%, but try to lower the percentage as much as possible as for like the next generations that come after us. What do you think is the solution? To me, the biggest solution is what we've been talking about is if we can set this new standard, this new precedent, and be there, then what our daughters will then see is a father that is there. So she now sees a father that's there, so the man that she's going to be going to look for is going to be a man that is going to be there. And if our sons are seeing dad being there, then when they grow up, then in turn, they're going to be, well, my dad taught me that I have to be there, that I have to make things work. But the problem that we've run into is we got the ones who dad would say he was going to show up and he never came. So in the past, since dad never showed up, we feel like today we don't have to show, that we don't have to be there. So we have to change that narrative and when we say we're going to do something, we have to actually do it. So they will see our example and they will mimic that example when they get older. One of the biggest things that I know that scripture tells us that we train up that child in the way that they should go. When they grow old, they won't depart from it. So that works in doing things for the church, but that works for just 
living everyday life. If we train them the way they should be as a child, when they get older, they're going to continue to do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you agree with that, Vaughn? Yep. Mm-hmm. You got to be there, man. You got to be there, bro. Like, that's, that's, that's where we fail. I'm not even going to say it. Well, shit, it's black men. Definitely is black man, man. Like, like, like the last time we talked, you know, uh, I feel like there's already a fucking system in place to get the black male out of the fucking child's life as it is with welfare and child support and shit like that. Um, so to actually overcome a system that's already trying to break up the black family and not even be a part of that black family. Some sense like, you know, you're already overcoming this system and now you're showing your child that you're not what the mother says you are. So, you know, it's certain people just got it that bad. So like, shit, they're fighting two fights just to try to fucking be in their child's life. So if you can fight those fights, man, it's going to be hard. It's going to be long. There's going to be crying. There's going to be fucking punching walls and shit. But, dude, you got to. It's your child. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, man, like, that's that's your legacy. Like, regardless of what the fuck I do in the military or what I do after the military, my legacy is how my children grow up and react to anything in this world you know what i'm saying like like that's that's me i need my children to be better than i am regardless regardless you know shit if i'm a fucking e7 in the army one of y'all gotta be an e8 if you're gonna join the army you gotta be an e8 if if i grow up and get me a podcast shit your podcast better be better than mine if you're gonna do it so you just got to fucking be there. You got to set that standard. And the more present that you are, the more your child is going to want to uh, resemble you. And you can push your child to be as uh, t- to be better than you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, in the age now, you know, I know in y'all era when y'all were growing up, I'm just saying that like as far as as far as like spread of information like as far as like making it a trend basically like making it mm-hmm. known that this is what's supposed to be going on like if somebody just like with somebody get a pair of Jordans like if everybody wasn't standing in line buying Jordans then everybody won't be trying to get them so I think it's it will have to be the same thing as far as like fathers being in uh present in kids' lives. I feel like a lot of people in their communities could start like mentor programs when when uh when guys get for in that fourteen to eighteen year range, because I feel like that's the important time for for uh for little boys when they growing into before they hit that legal age of eighteen. 
to where you mm-hmm. can scre- to where you can scratch to them, you know, because you know a lot of people start having sex in high school. I mean, yeah. it's not the right thing, but I mean, it just happens. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, you can reach them at a young age, you know, and and express to them like, if you're gonna do this, you know, you need to be absent, uh, present in your kid's life. It's not cool not to take care of your responsibilities. That's real talk. That's real talk, man. No, well, what do you think about that, Eric? So I agree. I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly with just having to do and having to be that example that they're going to look up to. Because if, if we're not the example, then they're going to get it from somebody else. And that was why I brought up that movie earlier with, with Boys in the Hood. So Cuba Gooden Jr.'s character had his father there the entire time. So even at the end of the movie, when his best friend got killed, he remembered the things that his dad taught him. He remembered who he was. And even though he went and he was angry at the time and he went and got in the car with them to go and do something he knew he wasn't supposed to do, he remembered who he was and he asked them to pull over. And he got out. He got out of the car. But if you look at Doughboy, Doughboy didn't have that father figure. And he lived a life of crime already. So his mindset was, I got to do what I got to do to take care of my brother. All my life, I had to take care of my little brother. I had to be there for him. So even in his end, I'm going to be there. But that's the lesson that he was taught at a young age. His mom didn't see it. However, every time they showed him in the movie, his role was his brother's protector. When they stole his brother's football, he went and got in a fight trying to get his brother's football back. So that was something he was taught to protect his brother. So he continued to do it until he was killed. Yeah. But the other character had his father. He remembered his father's legacy. He remembered his father's teachings. And even when his father wasn't going to be there, even when his father told him at first not to go, he snuck out the window. He went in anyway. But as he thought about what was going on, what was going to happen, he remembered all those things his father told him and was like, hey, pull over. And he got out. He walked home. And I think his father set an example. His father taught him something. And I think a lot of people in the community, I don't feel like they have to be a real huge success. But a lot of kids in high school, they know about people that came through high school before them as far as men that was popular in high school. They'd be like, oh, Eric was this good at this. He was real popular. Like eight years he went to school with my with my older brother type thing. So I feel like the people that have went through stuff that are relatable to kids that's uh, growing up now, I feel like they should come back and speak to the kids and spit it to them the real versus them uh, 
just hanging around their peers and thinking something cool and then they have to face that reality at some point when life hits them. I feel like a lot of people absolutely a lot of people don't use their influence because a lot of the kids look up to them in the neighborhood because they knew who they was when they was younger, but they don't they don't come back and try to speak to the younger people. Cause I feel like you don't have to be famous to to uh to have somebody respect. You know, you could you can go back and have influence on anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very, 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 very true. Cause I know uh when I was growing up, my great grandma had this uh this save the children program when I was in middle school. And every uh, Saturday, we had to be there at the church from uh, from six to eight. Everybody got a, a free meal, and uh, they always had a male role model come speak to all the men. I mean, all the little boys, and they broke us up, uh, male and female. But they had uh, male role models. You know, they won. They didn't have to be no millionaire or nothing. But you know, people that were just law-abiding citizens came back to talk to us and just basically talking about you know your responsibilities as a man and just talking about life in general mm-hmm. yep that, that's that's also important man like being there it it, it it takes a it takes a village to, to to raise a child so you know uh if you are that that good guy in the neighborhood, that law-abiding citizen, as you as you would say, man, you got to be there, dude. Like you're you're essentially a big brother to everybody, to everybody. You know, you can you can raise your child, but the way you raise your child, some other kid is gonna look at your child like, damn, I wish that was me. So it's not your job to raise that child, but it's it's your job to try to be there for that child <laughs> as much as possible. Right. Cause that's what I was, I mean, that's what I was about to say. And I loved your idea and the thing that your grandmother was doing about the save the children program. I wrote it down even, and it's something that I'm going to look into trying to get into. But the, another thing that I even thought about with that movie, my only downside that I saw was that father had multiple chances to me, that he, those kids live right across the street from him and boys in the hood. They could have went over and did all the same things that he was doing with his son. He could have took them with him and they could have been doing the same thing. And to me, as a father, that could have changed the path that all of them were on. But a lot of times as fathers, we get caught up in our own kids and what we got going on that even though our kids' friends are always there and are always around and they don't have that same father figure, we forget about them. And we yeah. forget about the other people in the community. But yes, we may be good fathers, but like you said, if we have influence, if we have that ability to step out and do more for others, why not do that too? Why not have that availability? Because he was in a position where he was doing greater than everyone else in his neighborhood. And he could have sat there and they would have listened because all of Cuba Gooden Jr.'s friends knew that he knew better, that 
he was in a better situation, that his father taught him better than what the rest of them were doing. And being that they live right across the street, if they saw it in him, that means that he had the influence. And that father could have done more and possibly could have done more to make them better. Not just his son better, but his friends better too. To me. Yeah, it's almost like you could think about it in a more simpler term. Uh, you know, when you play football, you know, a lot of people on the football team, you know, when I was in middle school and when I played in elementary and high school, a lot of people looked up to their football coach because, you know, football was almost like the military. You know, you got a lot of people come from different backgrounds. Some people got parents. Some people got foster parents, you know. Y'all might stay in the same community, but y'all coming from different uh, ways of thinking and everything like that. So, you know, a lot of football coaches end up being father figures to a lot of their players just because they don't have that male influence in their life. So they end up having to take them home from football practice. They might see them out and about doing something they're not supposed to do. They'll stop them from doing something stupid. You know, if they see them out in the neighborhood doing something stupid. So that's like another way of thinking about it, too. That's right. I agree. But did y'all did y'all have anything else y'all wanted to touch on? Um, honestly, no, man. I, I, I'm actually about to go uh get on this grill for these kids, man. So uh, I appreciate this, and please let me know when the next podcast will be, and I will definitely be there, bro. Yeah. Um... Uh, Eric, I don't know if you uh, listened to the previous episodes, but it's uh, Eric J. the Great on uh, Spotify. Uh, I'm going to upload this uh, episode later on in, uh, tonight when we uh, when we get off. It'll probably be on Spotify in the next hour or two if you want to go Absolutely. back and listen to it. I've, I've listened to your podcast. I loved it. When uh, Vaughn told me about you and told me what you had going on, I told him what I was doing with my blog, and he was like, I got to get you on. So I listened to it. I loved it. I'm going to plug you on on my blog. Please do the same for me and your podcast. Let them know who we are, because that's another thing that we can do as black men. We got to support each other. And just the same way as I want to support you, I would pray that you support me as well. Thank yeah, just say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just text me uh, the info to your blog and stuff, so I can uh, so I can uh, post it. And um, as far as like uh, another thing that I do too, uh, you can hit me up at any time. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes most of these topics I come up with by myself, but I'm open to like if you just hit me one day and be like, "Hey, man, I ran into this situation today. I want to talk about this." You know what I'm saying? We could do it like that. You know, if you want it like a platform just to vent about something that like frustrated you or something, you know? Yep. Got you. No problem. But, I'm down. So a uh, special shout out to uh, Anchor for distributing this uh, podcast. And I appreciate y'all for coming on. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, fellas. All right. Y'all have a nice night. You too.